So I like that. It reminds me of a story, Howard. And I'm well, good. I'm glad you like it because it's big and it's important. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's RevOps podcast. Today, we have Howard Brown, CEO, founder of Revenue.io, myself, CSO here at Revenue.io. Howard, today, let's dive right into the topic of the RevOps go-to-market model, but specifically transparency and accountability. And I want to share a statistic with you on the onset of this. When we looked at a tech CEO survey, 79% of all CEOs today say they actually don't have alignment around their revenue operations, their revenue production. And a lot of the times when you double click on that, what they find is, well, sales is reporting one thing, marketing is reporting another thing, products reporting another thing. And it's it's creating, it's a very difficult time to actually go, well, what's real in my business? And as we head into another quarter coming up, there's everybody's going to have their board meetings, forecast meetings, everything else going on. You're a three-time entrepreneur building businesses. How do we address this transparency and accountability problem from the board down? Well, I'm so glad you're bringing it up, and it's great to be here again with you, Alistair. Uh, we do happen to have our board meeting this week, yep. which is always an exciting time at Revenue.io. And look, in the past, sales, marketing, customer success teams have all relied on separate tech stacks and systems, CRM, spreadsheets, business intelligence, marketing automation, sales automation. And what does that do? It creates a huge disconnect in data. It also creates a huge disconnect in reporting. Nothing is more frustrating for a board than when your go-to-market team shows up And they're all reporting on their wonderful vanity metrics. We got X number of MQLs. We have this many opportunities. Great. But what's wrong with your sales? Because net, net, your revenue's not growing fast enough. And I think that problem that exists from company to company is a direct result of these outdated models and systems. Now, it's really about transparency data-driven collaboration to give that execution rigor so that boards, CEOs, growth teams all know what that predictable growth looks like, what it should look like, and hopefully the process then develops a faster sales cycle, more transparency, a team that's all working in the same direction. It's no longer about them versus us. It's us as a team working towards those same metrics. So I like that. It reminds me of a story, Howard. And I'm well, good. I'm glad you like it because it's big and it's important. It really is. And I, I'm going to put that in the first bucket of transparency and accountability from the boardroom to the front line, right? That's what you're talking about. Top down, bottoms up, whichever we want to look at it. Hey, where there's a problem, call a problem. Where there's where there's a victory, call out the victory, right? Like it's it's good and bad. But here's the story it reminds me of. There's a uh, uh, Alan Mullally who served as president and chief executive officer at Ford Motor Company in around the you know 2006 2014 period, right? So for those that want to reminisce on history, 
Remember, we had a massive economic downturn. We had uh, Ford was months away from going bankrupt. And you know, Alan was in there trying to create a very transparent, progressive, new business model at Ford. And so the folklore of that story goes, he would bring his leadership team in you know, for their weekly meetings and monthly meetings and roll up at the business, and they'd have dashboards. And everybody's dashboards are always green. It's like, how can everything be so good when we're about to run out of money and the industry is collapsing? There's no way this is possible. And what he ultimately found was that it was a culture that didn't accept that there were problems. Until finally, one of his executives stood up in one meeting and goes, you know what? I'm done with this. Here's the reality. And, he sh- and in their case, everything was red. And what the rest of the team watched for, the rest of that leadership team watched for was whether he got fired or not, whether he was actually there next week. Because the Ford culture had been, if you ever tell anything bad, there's no way you have a job tomorrow. Mm. And now they broke through that. The rest is history. You then, you know, everybody saw that person didn't get fired. They came back the next week and all of a sudden everybody's dashboards were red. So he's going, well, at least I now have transparency on my business. We got a lot of stuff to fix, but the way they went. So they, they had that. Why do I share that story? Because when we say accountability and transparency, people want to be transparent. They want to give boards good information. But I think people, especially in Western cultures, we always want to paint a good picture. How do you paint a real picture? Not just a bad picture, but how do you actually convey with transparency, here is actually what's going on in my business so things can change? Well, that, that's, that's certainly the goal and certainly a, a challenge we all face. Look, I think it goes back again to, are we all aligned on the right KPIs? Are we aligned as a team on what we're trying to accomplish? Because if we're not, and we're all over the place as it relates to marketing, they're responsible for just leads or just webinars or just downloads or just just events. And sales is responsible for revenue and opportunities and customer success is responsible for retention and upsells and support is NPS. That's not going to work, right? You all have to get to the table and agree revenue operations is here right now. What does that mean? That means we need to work together on our data, our processes and our metrics and align on what we're all trying to achieve as a team. So what does that mean? That means we have to figure out the operating plan. That means we have to figure out the tools. That means we have to identify those KPIs and define them, a joint set of KPIs, because every metric cannot matter, right? You have to fix one thing at a time. So where do we focus? Is it quarter-to-date pipeline? Is it next quarter's coverage? Is it pipeline acceleration? Is it, uh, you know, is it marketing qualified leads, ARR, territories, one-on-one deal reviews, forecasting calls? Where are we going to focus? There's a lot to do. We have to come together as an executive team and we have to align on what are the most critical 
objectives that we need to achieve in the short term, intermediate and long term. And that means making some really tough choices because somebody's not going to look good if their metrics, right, that are critical to making them look okay. We had a ton of webinar signups. Great, but it didn't really lead to any sales now, did it? Now, who's going to not look good in that case? Well, it's marketing. No, it's not. It's marketing, it's sales, it's retention, it's the entire organization. So I think it's really important to figure out what are the processes, what are the metrics, and what are the KPIs that we're going to prioritize by week, by month, by quarter. And I'm going to attempt to dumb that down into a simplistic (laughs) statement for our listeners here, Howard. It's a shared source of truth. That's right. It is, it is now looking here and saying, if my objective in the coming quarter and year, you know, let's say in the world of software that we live in, right? So, you know, you, you're often not going to see scale much under, you know, 20%. We're shooting for 50, look for 100 percentile, right? People look for big growth numbers in, in the world of SaaS and technology and all of those things all the time. A shared source of truth of how do I create the revenue? How do I get there is key. Because if I go back to what you just said, is it pipeline or is it um, you know, forecasting? Is it execution? Is it near-term? Is it long-term deal execution? Or is it more top of the funnel we need? Or is it more marketing? Is it more... When you ask an organization, depending on who you ask, it's always yes. It's actually yes. They, they, they would say yes to all of it. That is exactly where people go wrong. You can't actually do all of it, but you can align to a single shared source of truth around common KPIs that drive the business. And I I remember using this example when I was with Gartner. Your point on marketing is is a great one. You often will see a lot of, and I don't mean to be offensive to our CMOs and heads of marketing listening out there, but you do tend to, it's an easy one to point to where you've got a lot of vanity metrics. We often say, well, look, my marketing qualified leads, my MQLs, look, I drove them up this quarter. Great, but if the SDRs, our sales development reps or inside sales reps aren't trained properly and aligned to what they are now taking to market, we're going to have a miss. Or if you're doing account-based marketing to a sector and that isn't a joint initiative with what's in sales with marketing, we're going to have a miss. Everybody can be busy, but busy without alignment and a single view of the truth always creates failure in a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I think I think that the shared source of truth is a problem that exists everywhere. It, it just is. And the way to go after it is to take these brilliant resources we have that have these RevOps titles and get them working on, again, what are those share KPIs that matter? But most importantly, stop with every department bringing their own reports and their own dashboards to the table. Because you it's data, right? You can slice and dice data any way to make it look like you're doing a great job. Let's not do that anymore. Let's make a commitment that we're going to use our revenue operations folks, whether they're called sales ops or customer service or customer support ops. Let's bring these rev ops folks together. Let's agree 
This is the dashboard that we're going to work off of. So when we go to the board meeting, when we show up to our investors, these are the metrics that matter to our business. Now, they may argue. The board may disagree, and that's fine. But we're going to show up with one story. This is the story that we believe will, if well executed, and we are able to improve on these metrics as an organization, we will have better results. Marketing, stop bringing your own dashboards and reports. CS, stop bringing, let's agree, one dashboard. One dashboard with all the critical KPIs, departments who are no longer responsible for their reports or dashboards. This is the beginning of a real RevOps movement. Let RevOps control the reporting and dashboards that are brought to the table. So I love that. Um, and in my experience of it, building a unified dashboard is somewhat easy to say. It's actually quite hard to do. It is. So for our listeners out there, as Howard just laid out, you want to create no more than six, in my experience, metrics that align around how revenue is actually produced and the goals we're going to go achieve, right? So you may be looking at things like the recurring revenue uh, data that sits there. We're going to be looking at the growth focus. We may be looking at um, if you have channels, a channel complexity measured. You know, there's going to be different things like that that we're looking at. Here's where I think the art of making that works, though, is whatever the six is you decide, you actually still have then what I'm going to call micro or team metrics, right? Because people often, what happens is they roll up to the broadest level, six metrics on the RevOps dashboard, but then the different stakeholder teams don't have their individual metrics that correlate to that result and things fall apart. So I want everybody to be aware that you have totality and alignment. We align everything up to those six key metrics, the comp models, the revenue models, everything on that. But then you have individual team metrics behind that. So let's pick on marketing again, because we were earlier. They still need to pay attention to sales qualified opportunities and leads. They still need to pay attention to are people turning up places and what assets are they using? but they invest and measure themselves off of how that translates through to one loss. So now they feel accountability to later stage deal engagement. They're not just dealing in front of the funnel anymore. Same is true for CS, the customer success team. You're not just looking at, oh, I've retained a bunch of people. How are you helping drive the growth of the business as well? The growth could come from the gross retention numbers, the NRR numbers, things like that. So Howard, would you agree, disagree? What do you think there? No, I, I, no, I agree. I, look, I, I think that the, there's KPIs, right? So as a marketing team, let, let's pick one. For me, it's qualified pipeline. That, that, that's what it is from, it, from whether it's my, my ABM, my, my ads, my SDR outreach or, or working on inbound it, the, the, the KPI is the qualified pipeline that's created. Now, what are the metrics that equate to that? Maybe it's quarter-to-date pipeline created. Maybe it's quarter-to-date pipeline quality, um, next quarter's coverage, um, pipeline acceleration, 
target account engagement, those, okay, so great. So that is, I don't know if I, five or six, that is five or six that then roll up into the core KPI, which is qualified pipeline, right? And so you have your different vehicles, ABM, digital ads, uh, outreach that, that, then give you those those softer metrics, the quarter-to-day pipeline created, quality pipeline, and so on. All that rolls up. But the one that's critical in that sort of top of funnel is the qualified pipeline. Can we agree to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, qualified pipeline is simply if you don't if it's not qualified, it, it's useless information, right? It's not going to drive a result for us. So. KPI for the sales team, right? Mm -hmm. So now let's think about the sales team. Maybe net new ARR. It, it, it seems like a pretty good one. I like net new ARR, but the one of the other ones I've always been a fan of is pipeline velocity. Okay. And and why I like to always look at the pipeline in in these models, because the size of the pipeline and the way in which pipeline moves forward or back. But we just talked about, and I'm going to interrupt you because I'm passionate. We just talked about pipeline, right? As, as that is the top of funnel, qualified pipeline creation. Like that, that is top of, that, that's sort of that go-to-market top of funnel. Now I'm talking about sales, execution, right? The, the KPI around that, let's keep it simple, net new ARR. That's what they have to do. Yeah, that's what they have to do. Yep. And look, again, that that's like, you know, how you get there, right, is is a variety of ways, but there are underlying metrics, right? Net new AR, what is my win rate? How long is my sales cycle? Yep. Carpu, um, average selling price. Uh, what is the CAC? What is the customer acquisition cost? Um, you know, how many dates slipped? What is quota attainment? All of those, though, roll up to the main KPI for sales, which is net new ARR, right? 100%. 100%. All day long. It's the end of the day. What else are we paying our sales teams for if it's not for that? Okay. So, so then I'm agreeing with you. There's the main KPI, and then there's the, the stuff that's underneath, right? Absolutely. Now, now, as we go through, let's also now get to CS. What's our CS KPI we want to use there? And I would suggest you know, we want to look at both the NRR and the GRR numbers. So the net retention rates and the gross retention rates of the business. Agree? Disagree? What do you think? No, agree. I, I mean, you know, since you dumbed down what I say, how about just renewal and expansion ARR? Why not? Right? And, and so that would be a top level KPI. And then, okay, let's think about the metrics underneath that, right? Oh. Net dollar retention, I think that's good. Churn renewal rate, upsell, cross-sell. NPS um, would be another one. Net promoter scores we'd want to look at maybe as a submetric, right? Health of the customer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Customer lifetime value, yeah. uh, cohorts or customer segmentation. And then, you know, there's a bunch of processes to get there, right? So now we have three different groups. We have the the go to market top of funnel that in this case I included SDRs and and marketing you have sales that's responsible for new ARR and then you have CS and support which is really about 
renewal and expansion, right? Absolutely. All day long. And then and then tie it all together. Like it's a continuous loop, right? So the renewal and expansion is also where we want to then hunt and create new with marketing, right? So they are also looking at big accounts going, how do we drive that? It isn't just always somebody's never bought anything from me before. And likewise, so it's a full circle ecosystem all the way. All right, so we have a shared source of truth, Howard. We created our dashboard. Now, ultimately, we then want that to create some predictability to grow our business because then when we sit with our board and or you and I sit down and say, hey, we're going to go spend a bunch of money on X, we know where and how we're going to go spend the money. Or if we need to alter where an investment is going because we aren't seeing the right result, you, know, you can react faster in the business. That's the benefit of a transparency from top to bottom, a shared source of truth, a common scorecard. It actually helps me apply dollars smarter in my business. That's where predictable forward-looking growth comes from. The ability to put the dollars to work correctly in people. Let's let's wrap this up. Let's do part two of this. Okay. Because I think predictable revenue, predictable growth is something I have a lot of questions for you about. I love it. So bring us home. Let's bring us home here. So we know there's four parts here. We started off with the idea that 79% of all CEOs said, it's darn hard to align this stuff. And it's really hard to predict where we're going. So of the four things, the first two are one, transparency and accountability from the boardroom to the front line. Two, a shared source of truth that lights up my entire revenue organization. Three and four, we're going to address on the next episode. So thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate it today. Um, do send us your likes and uh, reviews. And then I have to read something here because our producer told me we now have a brand new call-in phone line, Howard, for people to actually talk with us and send in questions for you and I and our guests to respond to. So for those that are interested, please dial 323-540-4777. That's 323-540-4777. Connect with Howard, myself, and the team. Leave us your information and your question. Look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next week for part two of how we actually create a top-to-bottom transparent RevOps model. And predictability. Predictability. I'm looking forward to your expertise around predictability. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone.